0: that slow migration and kind of graceful move to remote working they just didn't get that chance so i can imagine it's been quite stressful for a lot of people but in some ways maybe if you look towards the positive in fact it's helped them get to maybe where they wanted to go
1: welcome to the conversations that matter podcast from uniform the podcast that dives into real conversations and that are happening in contact centers around the world here you'll experience exciting interviews with well-known thought leaders, hear compelling stories from industry experts, gain fresh insights on contact center best practices and more. So grab a beverage and tune in as we get real with Conversations That Matter. Welcome everyone to the Conversations That Matter podcast from Unifor. I'm your host, Randy Kassar, and today I'm joined by Rob Scott from UC Today. Rob, welcome. Hey Randy, how are you doing? Doing great, man. So I'm really excited to talk with you today about contact center, about the state of communications in the world. And you know, to start off, for those that don't know who you are, could you share with us a little bit about yourself and about UC Today?
0: Sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Rob Scott. I'm the publisher over at UC Today. So we're a news publication specializing in the unified communications collaboration and customer experience technology markets.
1: You've been doing this for how long?
0: So I've been in the industry about 20 years, but I started UC Today in 2017. So only what, three and a half years or so?
1: All right, cool. Well, that's still in this industry. That's still, since you've been very focused on it, it's a lot of great value there. And where are you joining us from today? So I'm up in the north of England near Manchester. Awesome. Well, we are here in sunny California at the moment in Northern California in a town called Saratoga. So we have some questions that we talked about that we wanted to kind of go through, you know, and we want to make this as conversational as possible. So definitely interject, as they say, whenever you want to ask me a question. And to start off, I think one of the key things that we're seeing in today's world is just the future of work is changing, not only like work from home, but just the way that people use technology. What are you seeing from talking to all the different vendors and all the different customers that are out there? What are you seeing in today's world in terms of future of work?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a great place to start as well. I mean, you know, I I speak to a lot of vendors week to week. I do a lot of journalism, you know, hosting, presenting and that kind of thing. So, you know, quite fortunate to have this kind of helicopter view of the marketplace. Certainly, you know, it's an interesting place right now, isn't it? I mean, with the the pandemic, no one expected that. Right. And one of the most interesting things that someone said to me recently was one of the VPs of Workplace from Facebook. And he said, it's like we've been catapulted into the future of work. Yeah. And what a great way to describe today's situation! It's never been more accurate, has it? You know, yeah. digital transformations almost happened overnight for a lot of businesses, whether they expected to do it or not. So I found that fascinating, and to see the, the response from the vendors within the industry, yeah. and some of the stories we've been hearing about, you know, what they've been doing to support their own employees, but also their customers ultimately. So I think it's really interesting. Yeah. The whole anywhere working thing is really interesting right now, whether you want to call it home working, work from home or remote working. I like to call it anywhere work. You know, it's the technology that, we're, that we deliver in this industry is, is really underpinning that change and that hopefully attitudes are changing with it. I don't, what What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, f- for me, I mean, w- what we're seeing is a lot of people have had to go to work from home, of course, to, uh, because of the different regulations and shelter in place. And so contact centers have, have changed drastically. And I think it, it's also a reality. I, I think you're, you're right in terms of what you're common in terms of workplace by Facebook. The gentleman was saying is that it was bound to happen. It's just the pandemic kind of made us fast forward to that point in time. And I think all the technology is there. I think it's also probably takes less convincing now from a digital transformation kind of strategy perspective. Yeah, it definitely is very interesting and and, uh, a lot of excitement that we're seeing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've seen the kind of cloud adoption, haven't we? For years and years and years, we've been talking about cloud and moving to the cloud, you know, and ultimately that being the holy grail. But it really is, isn't it? I mean, we, we, you know, when we look at that across the whole kind of communication stack you know unified communications collaboration or video
1: yeah you
0: know in the cloud and certainly in the contact center you know i, I know the contact centers maybe just to you know a little bit behind unified communications but 20 percent or so roughly speaking in the cloud that is likely to take a you know a serious leap in, into kind of a whole new number this year as i have no idea what that number is yet but uh, i'm <laughs> yeah. sure it's going to be much more than 20 percent.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting is, you know, fast forward to a year from now. So people right now, whether it's the analysts or research institutes, are are, are tracking all the data points around how this work from home is is happening and the technology that's being used. And I think a year from now, we'll see some some really interesting numbers come out. So it should be interesting. You know, we were just talking about contact center. You just mentioned that, you know, what do you think is the most challenging for an agent, right? I think the the supervisor, of course, is, is, is home as well, but to managing those agents, I mean, that's a huge hurdle that they probably didn't have to deal with before, right? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean I'm quite fortunate. I work from home already, and yeah. my whole team work from home. So the transition has been relatively easy to Work from home because we already were, but yeah. you know, other things like you know, the kids using the bandwidth in the house now for school at the day to day and the distractions and do all that, too. Yeah, yeah could, I mean, all the, the highs and lows of homeschooling children and things like that. But okay, it's temporary, but that it's been a real kind of, I suppose, for a lot of agents and you know, supervisors and, and people involved in contact center, it's been a, a almost a day and night change, hasn't it? I mean you know, it's a it's a been a big bang effect, you know, almost kind of overnight, they've had to go home and work. So that, that slow migration and kind of graceful move to remote working would just they just didn't get that chance. So I can imagine it's been quite stressful for a lot of people. But in some ways maybe if I, if you look towards a positive, in fact it's it's helped them get to maybe where they wanted to go and and, and there are some great benefits from working from home or having that flexibility. So hopefully there will be some light at the end of the tunnel or a nice yes. silver lining out there for us. As well. Of course. <laughs> but I certainly think, yeah, I'm an optimist. And I think, you know, despite the pandemic being very uh, awful impact on the world, I think actually for yeah. a lot of organizations, maybe they're, they're going to come out in some ways looking at technology as more of a strategic enabler rather than just a simple kind of overhead in the business. True.
1: Yeah, what have you been hearing from other contact center vendors out there?
0: Yeah, so uh, they've they've all been... I suppose, migrating customers very quickly. I think they've been under a lot of pressure, if I'm honest. So the service providers that are offering services, the technology vendors that have had to scale, you know, alongside everyone else. I think it's, it's obviously been a real challenge for the whole industry. But it seems that, you know, if you were in the cloud, you've been largely unaffected from a customer service or contact center perspective. But if you weren't in the cloud, then... You know, it's been a bit of a race to get everything up and running. So, but actually, some of the vendors I've spoken to have said, do you know what? They did it and they did it in the thousands of agents at a time and they've done it very quickly. So, it really kind of tells a story when you can deploy thousands of agents in a contact center on a totally different platform in in a number of days, right? So, oh,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no, technology is pretty amazing. And and I think the executive buy-in is like mandatory for these things to to happen. And they have to, they have to do it because it's make or break for their business, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been talking a lot about kind of from the contact center perspective, but I think the, the consumer perspective is also interesting. And you know, one of the things that we've been d- doing a lot around is, is around voice. And, and uh, we did some research around what consumers prefer in terms of brand engagement. And, and actually, voice is sometimes, especially now, like people just want to talk to people. They prefer that over, of course, being on hold or going through a chat bot or something. They just want to talk to someone to just like solve their issue. I'm kind of curious from from your perspective not only as a consumer, but also from what you've been hearing. How do you think voice plays a part in the overall consumer experience?
0: Yeah, I saw your research on it. It was was really interesting. And, you know, when people ask me, you know, what's happening to voice? Is it dead? I kind of think, well, actually, no voice is in. In fact, uh, voice is just changing, right? It's not always going to be human to human anymore. You know, voice assistants, voice AI, chatbots, whatever you want to call You know, yeah. It's all very exciting. And it's really kind of moving us all towards this more kind of digital kind of world, right? So uh, yeah. I don't think it's a binary decision. I think, you know, you've got to look at it as, you know, a kind of blended environment. And when, certainly when you look at contact Center, it's certainly not that kind of this way or that way. It's, yeah. it's just bringing it all together, but adding that, Extra intelligence and things like AI make it really exciting, don't they? You know, where, where you can really do some clever things nowadays, and that can really help to differentiate, you know, your business and your customer experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that was actually what we were just talking about is, you know, AI and automation. I think is definitely helping consumers as well as the contact centers from the world consumer experience, not only the employee side, but also the consumer side. It's definitely something that's happening.
0: Yeah. One of the stats you mentioned was like two out of three or two thirds of respondents have been put on hold for more than 30 minutes. Yeah. And and you know, that just jumps out at me. It's like, you know, it's 2020. Why is this still happening? <laughs> you know, and yeah, one totally. thing I've, I've been speaking to a lot of people recently and one thing's quite, one thing keeps coming up again and again, and I really relate to this and that is meetings before calling so booking a meeting to have a call rather than calling on the fly yeah so you know i do kind of 20 30 meetings a week but every single one is booked in and that's that's how i work so my work style has changed over the last few years into that kind of format yeah. and other people say that too and i think well maybe that will translate to the contact center as well or maybe it already has where rather than just call into a call center and hang on oh, for 30 minutes is Using technology, there are much cleverer ways nowadays to book a call with an agent. And that just seems so much more efficient yeah. for both sides. Totally, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I, I really don't get it when people say, you know, I was sat in a queue for 30 minutes. It's just, it just seems so crazy for, for kind of the year we are.
1: Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, you look up the hashtag, you know, customer service or customer on Twitter, you'll see a lot of complaints of people just holding people not getting the answer that they want, even when they get on hold. Having to re-explain themselves over and over again. There's there's got to be a better way, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. And what was it? You said seventy eight percent want to speak to a live agent.
1: Yeah, seventy eight percent of response called to speak to a live agent, with nine percent writing emails and only five percent uses a, a chatbot. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely some some interesting facts. I mean, and we did that survey, you know, to really kind of get a pulse on what's going on and, and what people really prefer. And so. It was interesting data to come back with.
0: Yeah, I think it's always going to be mixed though, isn't it? Because if people, you know, are calling up for, I mean, it really depends on the nature of the call. So if you're calling up and, you know, you're talking healthcare and you you need some empathy, you know, from the person at the other end, maybe talking to a chatbot is not the best thing. But if I'm calling up to find out where my, you know, delivery is, then actually, you know, just a binary answer, you know, here here it is, and this is when it's going to land, it's just what I need. And you know, it's more of a get-in, get out yeah. kind of you know, interaction.
1: Yeah, it depends what you want. Your expectations need to be set. Yeah. I find that fascinating how, how do you
0: respond to the customer calling in, or does the customer kind of set the terms? Yeah. So I just see that kind of interesting and and maybe, you know, a continuous challenge going forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, speaking of challenges, what are your thoughts on? the challenges that organizers have to face to implement some AI and automation solutions. What are your thoughts on having for them to actually implement that into the contact center?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, again, I speak to a lot of vendors and hear a lot of stories about AI. And I always ask, I mean, it's one of my favorite topics is AI. And, you know, according to some research, I think it was some, you know, AI in, in customer engagement is like the number one use case for AI. And I totally get that. I think it's, it's actually kind of, you know, creating a revival of contact center technology in a way is AI because it is coming up with some really great, great use cases and, and great value in terms of about, you know, using AI in the contact center. So I think, you know, cloud is obviously the kind of ledge you need to be on if you're going to go anywhere near AI because sure. I think, you know, you need to have your infrastructure in the right place. But then once you're there, that kind of opens the door then to experimenting with these different technologies. And I think you've got to have an appetite for experimentation. I don't think anything's quite right yet. I, I've heard all sorts of horror stories about, you know, implementations and things like that. But, yeah. you know, you, you've got to have that kind of appetite for experimentation. I think if, if you haven't, then, you know, maybe being an early adopter is not for
1: you. Yeah. I mean, I think that comes along with innovation, right? Experimentation can allude to innovation sure
0: yeah absolutely and and the payoff is huge and certainly you know if you're looking for a unique selling point as a business you know technology really can help you have that differentiator so i see the application of ai in the contact center you know fabulous really in terms of looking at the data whether it's old data real-time data and even predicting you know things that are going to happen using data i think so so many great great applications
1: for the technology yeah no i agree now for a short break let's learn more about uniform Unifor is a global leader in conversational service automation. The company's vision is to disrupt an outdated customer service model by bridging the gap between human and machine using voice, AI, and automation, so that every voice on every call is truly heard. For more information about Unifor, go to www.unifor.com, email podcast at unifor.com, or tweet at Unifor. And now, back to the podcast. So why do you think organizations are sometimes slow to transform, slow to not jump on the bandwagon, but it's like they know the reality is there and they've seen other businesses use it. Why are they slow to adopt?
0: Yeah, I suppose everyone's got their own you know, unique story, haven't they? Yeah. Small business, large business, some are early adopters, some are slow to adopt and some have legacies, investments. I certainly, you know, how many contact centers are out there that have spent huge amounts of money on contact centered technology and aren't just gonna swap that out overnight and you know move to a different platform, yeah. for example. Plus you've got culture as well, isn't it? It's such a the impact on a business is quite tremendous actually when you when you move from one platform to another. So potentially that's another yeah, that's reason true. why they are slow
1: to Yeah, college. it's not just about technology, right? It's it's also about the internal buy the the employee perception of technology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, actually, just as a result of the pandemic, people were starting to say, well, maybe we don't need the endpoint. Maybe we don't need the IP phone on the desk. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've been saying that for years, but, you know, soft phones do work, but, you know, people had you know, challenges early on when these things came out, you know, so. I think the pandemic has done one. For one thing, it's really instilled confidence in cloud technology. You know, hopefully we can get the rest of that kind of, you know, 80% over to the cloud
1: sometime soon. Sure. So as we move forward to new technology, whether it's AI automation, whether it's cloud adoption, what are your thoughts on new skill sets that organizations need to either train their agents or just overall learn? And this could be either technology or non-technology skill set. Yeah, I was
0: thinking about this one and I thought, well... You know, one thing's for sure, their vendors are accelerating their roadmaps as a result of this Mm -hmm. pandemic. You know, things have accelerated. Can't can't get away from that at all. means, you know, more things are coming into that kind of CX stack. That means, you know, and all the investment is in the cloud, let's just say. So there is a lot going to be coming through. I mean, watch out for video. I think we've seen a huge sea change in, in the appetite for video during the pandemic. Of course. I thought this year was going to be the year for video. I completely nailed it, really. Hasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> but I think we're going to start seeing more in the contact center. And I think that's essentially the next big challenge for agents and CX leaders kind at how to bring video into the contact center and how to use it to, to their advantage. So I think that's, a, that's an interesting one. I'd probably say context is the next one. Yeah. And you know what I mean by this, you know, bringing context sure. into a conversation. I think that is, you know, you can't underestimate the challenges that's going to bring, because not only does that bring challenges on the agent and, and their work style and right. their ability to perform their role, but also as, you know, all this data is available, we want to do more things with it. So I think the age of AI in the contact center is coming if it's not here already. And that certainly is going to bring all sorts of challenges and a you know, I would anticipate that the CX leaders do need to experiment and do need to really kind of seek out value in these technologies before just grabbing hold of them and, and trying to de- deploy them. So interesting times ahead. Yeah, certainly, I mean, conversational AI, is, as you know, intent, sentiment, you know, virtual agents, and assistants, really, really exciting yes. stuff. But I think you know, we've all got to kind of bring, take that in, in in bite-sized
1: pieces. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So let's say five years from now, where do you think the contact center industry is going to be?
0: Yeah, so let's hope that 80% is in the cloud
1: by 2025. Especially eh? especially for like technology (laughs) adoption, integration, right? It only gets easier when it's in the cloud.
0: Yeah, yes, exactly. And I think, I don't know how many people get that, but that's a really key point. You know, that just when you get in the cloud, you will unlock everything. So anywhere working, remote working, home working, I think you're going to see a lot more agents potentially working from home going forward. I think that's almost a given. that Those percentage points are going to increase. I like the idea that if we bring video and things like that into the experience, then we might start seeing more kind of augmented reality in the contact center. (laughs) So that's kind of maybe a little bit further on in 2025, but I've I've been talking to vendors and, you know, it's definitely AR and kind of VR kind of virtual reality experiences coming through to the contact center. So, you know, maybe next time you book your next uh, holiday, or vacation, you're actually taking a virtual tour in in a VR mask potentially. So I love the idea that
1: there's some big game changes coming. That could be interesting, especially in the travel industry, right? Like, would you like to upgrade to the president's suite? Let me show you. Let me show you. Exactly. (laughs) How amazing is that? And and for
0: customer experience, that makes memorable experiences. Yeah. And that is the aim, right? That's the goal. Make it memorable. They keep coming back for more. So I think that technology is game changing. I also think we, you know, last but not least, we'll probably start seeing more collaboration in the contact center you know, what I mean by that is kind of virtual think about virtual spaces we've seen a lot with teams you know slack mm. and, and WebEx for example they're all kind of team collaboration applications well if you right. bring those into the contact center potentially that internal collaboration between agents and teams becomes better as well I just expect that to happen I think we're going to start seeing those applications kind of connect. I wouldn't say they're going to, they're all merging some, I know some vendors are really, yeah, they're really focusing on the full stack. So they're bringing kind of unified communications, collaboration, CX all together. But I just think, you know, if you bring those, potentially those siloed applications, or you you bring that mindset of bringing them all together, then potentially you've got some quite happy agents and happy customers.
1: For sure. Cool. Well, well, thank you for that insight. This has been a really good conversation. So appreciate that. So to kind of close off, you know, we wanted to start with some rapid fire, you know, and rapid fire is kind of first thing that comes to your mind, short and sweet answers. And, you know, really just to get to know you a little bit more, right? I mean, who is Rob Scott, the real Rob Scott? That's the question. (laughs) <laughs> please stand up all right so before this call we talked about some fell running right and you had to educate me on fell running versus trail running so after your 20 30 meetings a week that you do on, on zoom and, and whatnot what is your favorite fell run or, or trail that you go to to kind of get away yeah
0: so i, I did have a think about this one. i thought there was lo- the logical answer is the hill that is right outside my house so I, I live on a very famous hill in the north of england called pendle hill it's actually famous for witches but it's 51 meters off a mountain so it's a bit of a wannabe mountain but it's a great hill and I run it kind of three times a week so I can't say that anywhere else is my favorite that is my favorite it's right outside my door and you know it's interesting that we have no conversation about fell running but actually I didn't realize that even the people in the south of England don't know what fell running is either so I believe it's a northern thing because yeah. lots of hills up here and mountains so. Yeah, running the hills, running the mountains.
1: (laughs) If you could travel anywhere to do fell running, where would it be? Oh, if I could try. Do you know what? I'd love
0: to do some kind of mountain runs in, in North America because you guys have got some insane ultra-marathons, oh, yeah. outdoor mountain runs and races and things. And I see them on television <laughs> and I think, wow, they, they look amazing. So I just don't know whether I could <laughs> do, you know, complete one of them, but I'm a, I'm a bit of an endurance runner. I'm not a speed yeah. guy. Strong I mean, and I steady, as yes, they say. Take they my stay. time. Yeah, yeah. stick a good book awesome. on and off I go. All it's
1: right, good. so uh, we talked about skills for contact center agents and, and what they're going to have to pick up uh, over the course of the, the next year and beyond. So question for you is, what is a new skill that you've learned in the past? three months
0: so yeah i don't you know this was a tough one for me but one of the things i realized that you know one thing i'm I'm not doing anymore is i'm not going to the pub anymore (laughs) so i have explored some really nice online specialty beers delicious ales and things like that and so it's kind of like a new hobby slash habit rather than skill but drinking specialty beers that I bought online has been a recent thing for me. So quite enjoy it at the end of a hard day.
1: Yeah, definitely. A nice cold beverage is always good. Tasty cold beverage. (laughs) indeed. We have a place here in San Francisco, which is about 45 minutes away from me, called 21st Amendment. And they have, if you like fruity beers, which I'm not sure if everybody does, but they have one, a grapefruit one that is pretty amazing. And they have some good IPAs there as well. Very nice. (laughs) Good stuff. All right. And lastly, we asked this to all our guests. If you had a celebrity voice be the voice of your contact center, who would it be and why?
0: Yeah, so my answer to this one is, and I don't know whether for our North American friends or anyone else outside of England, uh, whether you're going to know these guys, but they're, they're called And and Deck. And they do a kind of Saturday night takeaway show. They do I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And they're a great duo, very funny, And I just think having those in my contact center would be awesome.
1: (laughs) All right. So a little humor, someone that you'd recognize, someone that hopefully could get you the right answer, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I like humor. I like, (laughs) I like fun. So I think that, yeah, definitely those two guys.
1: Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you for the time today. Uh, That's been a great rapid fire. And now I just wanted to kind of give you the airwaves for those that want to reach out to you. What's the best way to reach out to you?
0: yeah so if you're looking for uc collaboration or customer experience technology news then we're at uctoday.com but if you want to connect with me personally i'm on twitter Scott underscore uc or you can reach me on linkedin but uh, always always looking to connect with people awesome and that's what that's what we do so
1: cool yeah we'll put it in the show notes and make sure that it's available well again thanks again for your time appreciate you joining us today on the conversations that matter podcast great thanks randy good to speak to you you too You have been listening to the Conversations That Matter podcast by Unifor. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast player and rate and review to enable us to create relevant and valuable content for your business. If you'd like to learn more about conversational service automation, visit Unifor.com. Have a great day.